Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with March 28th and April 28th, 1919, Part 3, pages 242 through 243. April 28th, 1919, Part 3. When I was alone, I reflected on the best way of dealing with such spies and provocateurs. Perhaps it would be better simply to refuse to let them in and leave it at that. However, I decided it would be best to see them and to speak to them politely. Let them learn how things stand directly from me, the primary source. Then they will know the facts and will settle down more quickly. Otherwise, they are likely to think all kinds of things and collect all kinds of false information about me during their spying expeditions. In the afternoon, another Bolshevik, Yupavich, a Russian student, came with a friend who did not give his name, but said he was Polish. I asked for their papers. This Yupavich showed me a, an authorization that he had been sent by the housing agency to question me about whether I had incited the people against the Bolsheviks or had urged the railroad workers to go on strike. When I explained what had actually happened, they calmed down and went away. Later that afternoon, I gave the first retreat conference for educated men at the seminary chapel on the purpose and destiny of man. I spoke in Polish. At ten in the evening, about 12.05 Bolshevik time, four or five Bolsheviks arrived. Ostensibly bringing me a telegram, they tried to break in through the gates, but the gates had been bolted with a log, and the woman of the night duty would not let them in, saying that if they had a message, they could hand it in through the crack. They kept banging on the gate and cursing for a long time. I lay down without undressing, thinking that they would be back in greater force and would surely break into my room to arrest me. After waking up at three o'clock, I undressed and laid down properly. The rest of the night passed quietly. On April 1st, the Bolsheviks began strictly to enforce the school decree. Now the problem of the schools has arisen in all its significance and gravity. What are we to do to oppose this pernicious action taken by the Bolsheviks? Once again, I began reading whatever I could find about what the Church had, has decided and how it has acted in similar instances. I also consulted with various people. In the afternoon, I gave a conference on sin to the educated men. The other conferences, both for men and women, were given by Father Joseph as on former occasions. On April 2nd, two delegates from the Polish Committee for Education, Komitet Edukacyjne, Wenslav Swawski and Dmochowski, were here. They asked me what I intended to do about the schools. I replied that I am following the whole matter very closely. My opinion is as follows. 1. I do not believe that the question of whether the financial support offered by the Bolsheviks is to be accepted or not is really the most important one. The Bolsheviks will not allow any private schools to exist at all and intend to bring all educational institutions under their jurisdiction. Consequently, whether one takes money from them or not, the schools will still be under their control. 2. The parents must protest as vigorously as possible against the Bolshevik conspiracy to abolish religion from the schools. 
Three, it would be helpful if the teachers would also make a statement, orally or in writing, against the Bolshevik decree from an educational point of view. Four, if they really start to abolish religious instruction in the schools and will not allow priests to provide it, then the children should not be allowed to attend school. They will not miss very much. The delegates said that the Bolsheviks have threatened to confiscate libraries and educational equipment, both in the Lithuanian and the Polish schools, if there is any resistance. I answered, they cannot take those things very far. When the situation changes, you can recover the school property. Both delegates expressed their doubts about whether the Bolsheviks will be able to hold out in Vilnius for very long. Today, the Bolsheviks finally moved out of my yard. They took their automobile, their gasoline canisters, and other things. They were angry and threatened to take revenge. Today, I also gave a conference to the seminarians. I gave them one every day during the entire retreat, four in all. The priests in charge of religious education came to discuss the school situation. I gave them various directives and pressed them to have the parents come out in protest as soon as possible. On April 3rd, this same Bolshevik, Oldak, the prison warden, came to see me again. He told me nothing new, nor did he learn anything from me. I found out from Father Zarnovsky, whom I had appointed to care for prisoners as much as the Bolsheviks would allow him to, that the same Oldak had visited him as well. When he came to me, he pretended to be a Lutheran. When he told Father Zarnovsky, but he told Father Zarnovsky that he was a Catholic. In this next part of the entry, Blessed George reflects on how to deal with spies like Oldak, who, for example, have come professing a desire to help the Catholics, but want to draw them into starting a riot. At first, Blessed George considers refusing to meet with them, but then he decides it is better to speak to them politely so that they will learn where Blessed George stands on things. Blessed George was then accused of inciting the people against the Bolsheviks who wanted to take over his house and urging the Catholics to strike, uh, to have protests and strikes. He explained what had actually happened and the Bolsheviks calmed down and left. In the midst of everything, Blessed George gave a spiritual conference to the men of Vilnius. A bishop certainly has to know how to switch gears. Bolsheviks uh, arrived that night. Blessed George prepared for his inevitable arrest, but it never came. But surely he had a rather sleepless night. And then Blessed George wonders how to counteract the order of the Bolsheviks to prohibit religious education in the schools. He then gave another spiritual conference. I'm sure these talks also helped Blessed George to elevate his mind and his heart to heaven in the midst of all of the heavy political problems that he had to deal with. And Blessed George writes of wanting the parents and the teachers to protest in some way the abolishment of religious education from the schools. He writes that the children can be withdrawn from the schools if necessary. The Bolsheviks left Blessed George's yard with their car and their gasoline canisters, etc. They were not happy. Blessed George also gave conferences to the seminarians in the midst of the turmoil. I think an interesting topic would be how to keep your focus on God when the world is upside down. 
Blessed George could have spoken very well on that topic. And then, of course, the spy, Oldak, was up to some of his new tricks. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.